Hope you're ready, because here is the Bob Almanac today, the Boxing Day edition Yes, of uh, the Bob Almanac, December 26th. Boxing Day celebrated in Canada, Britain, mm-hmm. the UK, other British Commonwealth members. Tuesday, December 26th, and has nothing to do with the sport of boxing. No. FYI. No, no. There might be some boxing matches somewhere around the world on Boxing Day, but right. that is what it means. 360th day of the year, we're going to, uh, well, 1862, this was the date that the U.S. Navy formally commissioned its first hospital ship huh. in uh, at the, for service on the Mississippi River during the Civil War, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, captured Confederate side-wheel barracks ship converted to the first hospital ship. It was called the USS Red Rover. Red Rover, Red, Red Rover, Rover, send that man who's uh, suffering from dysentery on over. On over, right. Is what they would say. They, they would. That was... That was a uh, genius idea by somebody. 1924, Judy Garland. Heard of her? I have. She was known as uh, Frances Gum at this time in her life. Yeah, Grand Rapids. Yes. There she is. There's Judy Garland a little bit for you. That's Frances Gum. She was two and a half years old. She performed for the first time. That would have been, I'm sure, at their parents' uh, Wow. Uh, in the in Duluth, wasn't it? They, they, she was born in Grand Rapids, but I think their parents were running a theater in Duluth, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think it was in Grand Rapids. Okay. But it was somewhere in Minnesota, Grand Rapids, Hibbing, who knows. But uh, you'd have to look that up to be sure, because I don't remember. But I just know it was the family's theater. And uh, baby Francis, at two and a half years old, made her show business debut. And what a career it would be. What a career, what a voice, what a talent. Came to a tragic end, though. She had problems with alcohol and drugs. Uh, Francis Gum on stage, first time this date, 1924. Our patent of the day is for FM radio, frequency modulation. Edward Howard Armstrong said, take this, Marconi. I got something better. Mm -hmm. And uh, he showed off static-free radio. No static was, at all. It was <laughs> It was exactly. a, a great Steely Dan song, and it was true. He did a nice job. And that is, uh, that's the band that we are on right now. Yes. The FM band. Yes. 106.1, 105.5, 107.5, 95.9. Uh, do we have any others that we've added uh, since uh, the weekend? I'm not, no. Just, you know, there's an HD. I thought maybe Santa a, brought another one for right. us. Right. In the stocking, here's another FM signal for you. But FM, patented this date, 1933. Let's uh, jump ahead three decades here. Got like a little distortion there. They'll play with the bass guitar to start out. And then here we go with the Beatles. This song hit number one, 1964. Baby's good to me. You know she's happy as can be You know she said so I'm in love with her and I feel fine And it sounds so good on FM radio And uh, what country group? Was it the Forrester Sisters? Who did that one? Uh, country group did that. Yeah. So let's see if we've got it in the old system here. I want to say Forrester Sisters. I think it was the Forrester Sisters. It wasn't Sweethearts of the Rodeo. That's the other group that I... Uh, I feel I found. Let's see. They did. Sweethearts did, and I feel fine. I feel fine. Yeah, Sweethearts of the Rodeo. Yeah, but it's that isn't that's a different song. Different song. That's that's right. 
Well, let's hear it right now. I'm just going to do this and this. Like I said, we just don't know. Uh, you just don't know what you're going to run into here on uh, the Bob Almanac. Right. So. Oh, yeah, this is the same song. This is a Beatles song. Janice and Christine there. Sweethearts of the Rodeo. Nice. I thought so. Just wasn't Forrest's as a Sweethearts of the Rodeo. Right on. Doing a nice job of that. Number one, two, and it stayed number one for three weeks back in uh, 64. In uh, 73. Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. <laughs> the world of darkness. having some problems right it's all started with a ouija board uh, so the exorcist 50th anniversary of the first horror film ever to be nominated for an oscar for best picture the exorcist 1973 creepy the whole projectile vomiting and the head right. going 360 right I is it getting any scarier than that no i didn't like it no that was back in 1973 1976 it's a typical Arctic afternoon in Bloomington, Minnesota. Except that on this particular Sunday, two teams will meet to decide the championship of the National Football League's National Conference. Amidst the elements of fire and ice are the hometown Vikings and the Sunshine Boys from Los Angeles. Game time temp, 19 degrees. For the NFC Championship, doesn't sound that cold. No. Uh, bad. 19 degrees. Rams didn't like it as 1976. Much. Oh, they were horrible they did not in, like uh, it. Cold in cold weather, weather games and the playoffs. Uh, we dominated them regularly. Yeah. Uh, they would come up here and their season would come to Had to get frustrated there for the Pat Haydens of the world. Right. And earlier, the Roman Gabriels. They had a wide Poor receiver Roman named Gabriel. Jack Snow. But uh, he didn't like the snow or the cold. That's a shame. Yeah. So this is the game that was... It wasn't started, but the Vikings had a big goal line stand forced them into a field goal right. and then it was blocked and then bobby Bryan went 90 yards or whatever right for the first touchdown of the game that really kind of set the tone yeah and then of course the vikings would go on and lose the raiders did matt blair block it no it was somebody else okay it was either Moose. nate nate Wright or nate allen oh one of the nates one of the nates coming off the edge certainly yeah it was a high snap Ah, that helped. So that, of course, uh, created timing uh, for uh, who was the kicker of the Rams and Tony Franklin? Mm, not one yet, of the Zendejas. Yeah, <laughs> they still were straight on. I right. think at that point. So twenty uh, fourth. No, of course, no, not all of them. No, because you had Jan Stenerud, who had been kicking for the Packers throughout the entire decade of the seventies, and he was a soccer styler. Yeah, that was the third Super Bowl for the Vikings in the last four years. And again, like we mentioned before. That would be their last in my lifetime. And when you say in my lifetime, just win a Super Bowl. Because in my lifetime, the Vikings have been to one. It's funny how that Super Bowl started because the Vikings got a block punt. And they were down inside the five. And then was it uh, Brent McClanahan who who fumbled? Yeah, it was McClanahan. Yeah. Yeah. Was that an interesting play call there? It was. Giving it to him instead of uh, Chuck Chuck Foreman. Foreman. Right. Or maybe even it was Ed Marinero still at the team. For that Super Bowl. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, season. I think he probably was. The other thing about that game at uh, Metropolitan our, Stadium. Right, that, that would be our fourth Super Bowl, right? 
But right, were, but, but the, the third, third in the in last you. four years, yeah. not including the Kansas City Super right. Bowl four. It was the third in the last four years. Yes. Uh, this is also the game, and maybe they probably did this for other games, but the beginning of that uh, NFL films featuring Harry Callis uh, has that big flamethrower. Oh, yeah. Where they're uh, cooking the field. <laughs> right. Getting going back in 76. 82. When you read Time each week, you know more. You understand. Time flies, and you are there. Time cries, magazine and you time. You understand. Did you know a magazine can cry? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yes, time brings you closer to living. It cries when you don't read it. We used time a lot when it came to school projects yes. and reports and things for social studies. You always Those Time magazines were always worn out in our high school library. Yeah. But uh, this date, it was somewhat controversial because Time announced the computer as its man of the year. Mm. How would you like to be Menachem Begin? He was sitting there. He was the favorite to win it. And then they give it to an inanimate object. Disappointed? A home computer. I think so. Yeah, so that was a state, although looking to the future, the computers and what a role they would play. Right. That was back in 82. One year later. And Backlund's got a bad neck. Pull on it. Oh, hello. Backlund did not submit. Arnold scored it. Threw something into the ring. I think the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik just won. Classy Freddie Blassie helps the Iron Sheik to the WWF Championship on this date, beating Princeton's own Bob Backlund. Wow. Bob Backlund was unable to singe in the uh, crossface, the chicken crossface, chicken wing, crossface chicken wing. Yeah. Could, Could not cinch that in. But the Iron Sheik was able to cinch in the camel clutch and, that was and finish off out, yeah. uh, our very own Bob Backlund on this date in 83. And then it would be a couple of years after that, then uh, Hogan would beat the Iron Sheik for the WWF champion. Uh, in the news in 96. Past Santa Claus in his sleigh and a double row of candy canes, deputy coroners brought the body of six-year-old John Bonet Ramsey from her upscale home. Neighbors described the young girl as beautiful and polite. In 1995, she won the Little Miss Colorado pageant. Yeah, she was a young beauty pageant uh, winner, just six years old, found beaten and strangled in the basement of the family's home there in Boulder, Colorado. This date, 1996. A crime that has yet to be solved. We have not figured that one out. We have people of interest, family members, etc., but... uh, they just haven't been able to uh, find the actual culprit. Nope. They probably talked to that culprit, but not enough evidence exists, apparently, about uh, Jean Benet Ramsey. It was stunning. It was shocking. It, it shocked, really was. Shocked the country. Yeah, it was uh, news stories for months, years. 2000, and, uh, uh, 2006. Sad. It was sad. 2006, also sad. Gerald Ford, the 38th president of the United States has died today. His wife, Betty, has just made that announcement. Gerald Ford passed away on this date. He was 93. He, uh, of course, pardoned Richard Nixon. Mm -hmm. He's the only person ever to serve as vice president and president. What? Without being elected. Without being elected, exactly. And uh, he wasn't the president we wanted at the time, but maybe he was the president we needed. Right. In a tough time in the mid-70s. 
I mean, how can you get angry at a president that uh, stumbles down some stairs and gets impersonated by Chevy Chase? He was a likable sort. He was a likable. And then, of course, SNL, 10 years earlier, they had uh, Tom Brokaw preparing for the death of Gerald Ford. Stunning news from Michigan. As former President Gerald Ford was chopped into little bits by the propeller of a commuter plane. Good. One take. All right. We got it? Uh, No. We got eaten by wolves. What? Now, come on. Just read it. Gerald Ford isn't going to be eaten by wolves. (laughs) Taft was. Really? Taft? (laughs) Taft was. Little Dana Carvey bonus track there for you here today. And then uh, 2018. On December 12th, he reached the South Pole, a lonely journey averaging 15 to 20 miles a day. I went to some really deep places in my mind, and some of those places were scary and dark, but it was all about trying to maintain that positive voice in my head. Then on Christmas, with the finish line oh so close, so Brady embarked on a sleepless 32-hour push, sprinting nearly 80 miles to reach the end. His first call was to his wife back in Oregon. And we can't hear that call. We don't have permission to put that call on the air. You know, that is a rule. That you have is to get a rule. Permission you have to, get to put permission. those telephone calls on the air. But uh, Colin O'Brady, the American, he then uh, celebrated by going to Beef O'Brady's, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he might be part of that ownership group, but he's the first person ever to cross Antarctica by himself, unassisted. So he did it unassisted. And in hockey, we say that's all alone. Mm-hmm. He did it all alone on this date. 2018. That would be five years ago. Why did he do it? Uh, Because it was there. Yeah. Because it was there. Yeah. I'm not. uh, No. What were you? You going to say something controversial? I'm interested in uh, even attempting. Who would do that? Because it was there. It was there. Because then you get mentioned on the Bob Almanac. Well, there's something. Well, you have done something that gets mentioned here. Remember your hole in one. We do mention that. That's true. uh, Every year. Uh, Now birthdays. Member of the Four Tops, the only remaining original member. He's singing a backup here. Levi Stubbs, of course, on the lead of. I'll be there. Abdul Duke Fakir. It's 88 today. Nice. Of the Four Tops. Still with us here. And those are real claps. They've got their Hall of Famer. They've got their hands mic'd up on the Ed Sullivan show. Ed was no dummy. No. He knew he needed to get those hand claps in there. So he's 88 today. The most talked about case in the nation is the murder of little Jean Benet Ramsey. After 14 months, police have still not found her killer. But now new information is beginning to surface. And that case that once seemed unsolvable may now be nearing a conclusion. Unfortunately, it wasn't. There's John Walsh. Even his power with America's Most Wanted couldn't get to the bottom of that. Not enough. No, not enough. So uh, John Walsh, who turned the kidnapping and death of his own son into a national TV show and a national effort, America's Most Wanted deal. Yes. Sad, but it perpetuated uh, a lot of people getting caught. 70. Because of his program. Right, yes. A lot of people got caught. Right. Justice, finally, for, for right. some of these people. So good for him. John Walsh, 78 today. He's, he's one of the Fets. Your clones are very impressive. You must be very proud. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. 
ever made your way as far into the interior as Coruscant? Once or twice. Recent- and also, how do you pronounce croissant? Do you say croissant? Is it croissant? Is it croissant? That is Obi-Wan Kenobi talking to Jango Fett. Oh. He also plays Boba Fett in the Star Wars universe. And he's also, I think he's Aquaman's earthly father. Oh, sure. In the Aquaman movies. Okay. And the new one just came out. It's number one at the box office. I like it. For Aquaman. I see it. If I could just summon a pool of electric eels. Uh, so that's uh, Tamira Morrison. <laughs> Is uh, 63 today. He's from New Zealand, and he is—he's a good bounty hunter. He's Boba Fett. He's Jango Fett. If uh, if 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 you're a Fett, he's the guy. Jared mm-hmm. Leto is 52. He's uh, an Oscar award-winning actor and a rock star. He's got his own band called 30 Seconds to Mars. Ever heard any of their music? I think you'd like it, Neil. I'm uh, I'm new to that. I'll have to check him out. What do you think of Jared Leto's laugh as the Joker? Because you you're, you can't yeah. play the Joker without a good laugh. Correct. It's no Cesar Romero, oh, but yeah. it's not bad. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> Every Joker laugh comes up behind that one. Yes. That's number one, and then everyone else falls behind it, even uh, Jack uh, Nicholson. Yeah. I mean, Cesar Romero, that yeah. was a thing of beauty. Jared Leto is uh, 52. I was blown away. What could I say? It all seemed to make sense. You're taken away. I can't believe this guy lost to Taylor Hicks. How does that happen? Fifth season of American Idol. And he wasn't even second. He was fourth place. Wow. He must have failed the beauty part yeah. of the contest. The yeah. swimsuit. Up competition when Haywire because he can sing. Remember that time he punched out what's his face? Simon Cowell. <laughs> that might have cost him some But votes. actually I think people would have voted and that would have he would have gotten more votes yeah. from the TV audience. Yeah. But anyway, that's Daughtry. Chris Daughtry is uh, 44 today. And then uh, Game of Thrones. But winter is coming. We know what's coming with it. Cold? We can't face it alone. No, there's a whole lot more than cold, Neil, and you'll need to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm going to have to. uh, To understand that, and it'll take time. There's a lot of seasons and a lot of shows. Right. But that's Kit Harington. He was Jon Snow. He was part of the House Stark. Oh, yeah. But he was the illegitimate son of uh, What's-His-Face, the leader of the House Stark. And uh, so that's why he had the last name of Snow. Mm. He was John Snow. And anybody the name of Snow, other than the guy from the Rams, he knows when winter's coming. Yep. And uh, Kit Harrington. Gotta love that first name, Kit. Kit. Isn't that just great? It is. Kit one, Harrington. One T or two T's in Kit? Just one T. Just one. Okay. Two T's in your car with right. David Hasselhoff. Yes. Uh, Kit Harrington, 37. Gone, but not forgotten. Are you familiar with the... Uh, Dewey Decimal System. This guy, I don't think he had anything to do with it. George Dewey, he's best remembered for the battles of Manila Bay during the Spanish-American War. But we do remember Admiral George Dewey from our history books, 1837. Now, are you familiar with Henry, don't call him Hank Miller? When I think of his two books... 
Tropic of Cancer <laughs> and Tropic of Capricorn, I think of. You took this book out in 1971. Yes, and I returned it in 1971. Yeah, 71. That was my first year on the job. Bad year for libraries. Bad year for America. Hippies burning library cards. Abby Hoffman telling everybody to steal books. I don't judge a man by the length of his hair, the kind of music he listens to. Rock was never my bag. But you put on a pair of shoes when you walk into the New York Public Library, fella. Look, Mr. Bookman. That's where we learned that Bookman was out for blood. Wow. And money. Because Jerry forgot to uh, turn in <laughs> Tropic of Cancer. Can't stand you. So, uh, yeah, Henry Miller. Good. Henry Miller. That was a good bit. Good bit indeed, 1891. Uh, Communist China, we'd like just like to say his name, Mao Tetong. Born on this day, 1893. He's one of us, Minnesota native and a fine actor, Richard Widmark. We have visual contact. Identify a black mass here. A moving black mass. We have been invaded by an enemy far more lethal than any human force. Starring Michael Caine, Catherine Ross, Richard Widmark, Richard Chamberlain, Olivia de Havilland, Ben Johnson, Lee Grant, Jose Ferrer, Patty Duke Aston, Slim Pickens, Bradford Dillman, Fred McMurray, and Henry Fonda. (laughs) What? The Swarm. Holy cow. Remember The Swarm, late 70s? That is one of the... uh, one of those kind of, uh, what do we call them, like the towering catastrophe inferno. Catastrophe movies. movies. Catastrophe movies. Here comes the swarm the of swarm. bees. Wow, that was a big lineup of talent. Apparently they hadn't invented Raid yet. Evidently not. Because <laughs> all you need is, is a big old tanker of Raid. Yeah, and then down they go. Yeah, uh, Richard Widmark, I loved him in the Alamo with uh, John Wayne and so many others. He's in a lot of good westerns. Richard Widmark, more in Sunrise. Sunrise, was that what it was? Sunrise, Sunrise Township, I okay. believe. Uh, right. You go, go to Harris, hang a right, and you run right into it before you get to the St. Croix. Got it. Uh, born on this day, and then that year, uh, they don't tell me, so I don't really know. Oh, was, they don't. It was 19. Good job by your staff. It was in the early 20s, it seems to me, or uh, 1919, somewhere in that frame. Uh, what about all the fame actor, music, uh, musician, comedian, host of the Tonight Show, Steve Allen? Don't forget orchestra leader. Oh, for sure. Did you mention songwriter, clarinet player? Yes. Played a mean piano mean too. Piano. This is this is him and his he had orchestra. He a lot of skill. This is Moonglow. Wow. Nice. Guy could do it all. Like a five-tool athlete. He was a five-tool entertainer. Funny. He's funny. Very funny man. Steve Allen, born on this day, 1921. Another funny guy. Uh, Alan King, 1927. I have participated in many Fry's functions. Roast. We never maligned, attacked, ridiculed a man we didn't genuinely care for. (laughs) Until, of course, tonight. (laughs) Uh, Don Rickles was admitted to this world on May 8th, 1926. Which only meant that his family faced the Great Depression three years earlier. <laughs> you know? That's a great bit. He was the roast master general before Jeff Ross yeah. was even born, probably. Mm, Alan very, King. Very talented man, Alan King. Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, the Wall of Sound, was developed by Phil Spector. Get smacked right, <laughs> right in the face with the, yeah. the wall of sound. 
Then he smacked somebody. Well, now he's facing other walls. Right. Three walls and then some bars. Right. There was some uh, shenanigans going on that didn't uh, that was not good uh, late in his life, but at the time, he was known for the creating the wall of sound, the production of music. Uh, uh, Phil Spector, eighteen ninety three. Your astrologer of the day, Joyce Jilson. I think we've all read her work in the paper, nineteen forty five, and uh, she won the uh, uh, Iditarod uh, four times, I do believe, and then died young of cancer. Sadly, Susan Butcher, nineteen fifty four. They're gone, but not forgotten. Your staff forgot Oscar the Grouch. Oh no! Everyone on Sesame Street is always talking about love. Yuck. But now it's time for me to tell you what Oscar the Grouch loves. The thing that Grouches love best of all. Oh, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. If you didn't think you were going to hear Oscar the Grouch sing on today's Bob Almanac, you're greatly mistaken. Well, thankfully, because there you, were, you go. You filled that void well, yes, for us. Because your, your staff forgot uh, Carol Spinney, who was also. The puppeteer and voice of Big Bird. And he had to go through, he had to like contort his body to do Big Bird because his face was down like down by its chest. And then he had to reach way up above him. Can you just think of the problems he might have had with his shoulders at the end of his life? I I was having to reach up. And I think he reached up with both hands. I've, I've seen a diagram. He reached up with both hands to manipulate the beak of, uh, and then move the head around. Or Big Bird. I mean, well, that, that can uh, cause problems. That was physically demanding. Long range as a puppeteer problems. with Jim Henson and the and Sesame Street. Carol Spinney died uh, four years ago, born this day, nineteen thirty three. Now, now they're all gone, but not yes. forgot. It's a Tuesday Bobathon and a Tuesday No Repeat Workday. You can start it out with Roseanne Cash, Seven Year Ache. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Exile. Give me one more chance, mm-hmm. or Tanya Tucker. It's a little too late. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll try the uh, group exile today. WQPM, Princeton, WLKX, Forest Lake, KDBG, Albany, KDDG, HD1, Albany, St. Cloud, KDGY, Faribault.